Welcome to Here and Now podcast. I'm Heather. And I'm Sophia. We bring you the stories, the heart, and the humor needed for this journey called life. Join us each week to hear the conversations of a mom, that's me, and a daughter, that's me, and the stories of where others hear God's voice as he brings truth, beauty, and good in their lives right now. This is Here and Now Podcast. Welcome back to episode 138 of Here and Now Podcast. We're very excited to have a very special friend of ours join us today. I actually guess that we've met in person, not once, but twice, which is very exciting. So Kristen, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> so glad to be here. So Kristen and I, from Kristen Bryant from Novena Cards is our guest today. And we started chatting in the background of Instagram. I don't even know. A year, two years ago. I don't even know. Yeah, I think ago. it was like when I first got on there in twenty, like twenty twenty, somewhere in there. Oh gosh, so it's been a long time. It's been a while. <laughs> that I sounds think. right. That pretty sounds. That sounds accurate. Yeah, because we were all sort of like, lift. You know, living our lives through Instagram when we were not able to be in the world, right? Totally. So we just started chatting in the background, probably more around the time that John was diagnosed and then we would just connect and you know blah 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 and then last September we had was it September already no August September when we I think were, it was August yeah so we yeah, were down in Virginia August. you were in Virginia for the same little event that Sophia was there and we were there for and the irony is that we share this on a blog you know on a podcast episode that we were in the exact same hotel literally I had two hotel rooms for myself and my one daughter and the other two were in the other room and you were between us, but we didn't find that out till <laughs> weeks later or days later, I guess the next yeah. day or whatever the case was. <laughs> Sandwiched between the Lovanos. It was great. <laughs> but hilarious is because when we were leaving, you were sitting in that lobby and I think you yeah. turned around and I was thinking, oh, somebody's sitting here. How fun. But we were so, you know, ready to get where we needed to go and get coffee that it was, well, I normally would have stopped and said hello to you. <laughs> perfect stranger. That's yeah. So it's one of those Holy spirit moments that didn't follow the inspiration of the Holy spirit knew I should talk to you guys or say hello or, and I just, yeah, I just kind of sat there and it's same. Like, oh. like the same. I was yeah. like, wait, I should feel it. I feel like we should talk. And then yeah. when we finally connected later in the day, <laughs> like, we're what? staying that we're staying in that unit. We're staying in that hotel. <laughs> yeah. This place was so big funny. that we were in. And we happened to be in this one same little spot in Virginia, which is so fun. Right. Yeah, it is. And then you got to come up to Pennsylvania for our Abbey Fest event, and you got to celebrate John's birthday with us. Oh, what a wonderful blessing. Wasn't that so much fun? Oh, it was was so special. I won't forget it. It was wonderful. So now that we stopped talking all about ourselves, we'll um, (laughs) ask you to tell us about yourself and what led you to Novena Cards. Well, I have always been someone who's been really creative. I love giving personalized gifts to people. It's something I've done, you know, for so much of my life. It started in high school, continued in college. I would write scripture to people and I loved meditating on the Bible verses. And then through that would pray for people and give people little cards or little pieces of paper with scripture on it to encourage them. I love encouraging people. So Fast forward a couple years later, after that, I started a greeting card company with my sister, my mom, and my dad. We had a blast. We started a secular greeting card and invitation company. So, greeting cards and cards have kind of always been 
in my past. I, as a kid, I collected paper, which is like now looking back, like the most odd thing, you know, who collects paper and office supplies? I did as a kid. You did too. So do I. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, I don't know. I, know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Honestly, you're the first person. I don't know of anybody else. I used to collect worksheets and dittos and workbooks, like very strange, but God, I guess was preparing me for the for what I believe is like really God's will for my life and my mission in my life was the inspiration that I had back in like, I guess it was 2011, 2012, somewhere in there. I was praying a novena with a group of friends. And at the end of the novena, we were praying St. Joseph. I wanted to send a card being a card person. You know, I, I was like, oh, I, I'm going to go find a card and say that I prayed this novena for somebody. So I Googled it and there was nothing. And I was like, huh. Well, that's fun. I, you know, that's that's an idea. Maybe one day down the road. I, I was a hygienist at the time, so it was like there was no way that I was going to be able to do that at that moment in time. But just kind of kept it in my back pocket as something that would be possibility for the future. And then, like Darren and I would talk about that idea, that inspiration. Once I got married, we would kind of talk about it and be like, you know what? You know, I just like you know, I have had this idea a long time ago and. Every time we'd talk about it, I'd get real excited and we would kind of go through all these ideas and checklists and things and prayer cards and how it would all go together. And then we just kind of table it. You know, it wasn't the right time and it just kind of table it. And then back in like, I guess it was 2018, 2019, somewhere in there, the ball started getting rolling again. And we just thought, you know, this is something really we should think about. But at the time, I had never, I, I like had never painted people or never like, I thought I have to, if I do saint cards, they have to have people on them. Like you can't have a card without a saint on it. I was like, well, maybe we could use photos, but there's not photos of the older ones. And then use Renaissance paintings. I'm like, I don't really think that's the vibe of something I'm going to create. That's just, I, I feel like it, it needs more modern touch. And, and so another just inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I took a watercolor class, had a patient one day who was, a, who, who loved to watercolor. And she mentioned this class to me. And so I, I signed up for it. Darren had also randomly at the same time mentioned it that same week. Like you should take a watercolor class down at the torpedo factory. And I was like, okay. And so since two people mentioned it at once, I took it. And at the, I discovered I loved watercolor. And at the end of it, we had to paint a portrait. And I was like, that's kind of intimidating. Like I can't paint a person. Like, how would I do that? So the, the instructor had instructed us to find somebody we loved. And so I thought, well, I love John Paul too. So I'll go find a picture of him and I'll paint him. And so I did and I found a picture of him. And then that day at class, I just kind of started, paint, I drew it out, kind of started painting it and it just kind of came together. And I like, I felt like, like all the things I had learned in the class and like, I believe the Holy Spirit was just helping me paint it. And then I remember leaving the class. It wasn't, the painting wasn't finished, but as I was in the hallway randomly, two different people walked up to me and said, that painting's off to a great start. You, re you really have something there. You really need to work on it. It's a, it's a great start. And I was like, wow. And so I went home that day and I worked on it. And then as the painting came about, it dawned on me, like, this is how I'm going to paint for Novena cards. Like, this is, this is the saints. Like this, I can, I can watercolor them, I guess. Like, um, so once that, start, that ball started getting rolling, Darren and I kind of continued to talk about it. And then time was really an issue because, I, I was working, I was a dental hygienist at the time, working part-time, you know, taking care of family and thinking, I, I don't have any space to start a business. But then the pandemic happened 
And lo and behold, no job all the time in the world, right? Home all the time. So just gosh, what a blessing from the pandemic to be able to, we decided, you know, prayed about it. We were going to launch Pentecost of 2020. And that was what we did. We launched Pentecost of 2020. Mm -hmm. So it's just been, just been a journey to like, look back and see all the inspirations that God had along the way that prepared me to be able to do this. Cause there were so many, so many that happened. So such thanks be to God, just such a, such a gift. And clearly in the joy in your voice is it's something that was meant for you from God, because you can just see her here, how excited you are. Just like, you know, Darren was probably telling you that you were so excited every time you talked about it, because it's still something that you love to do. I do just keep expanding and expanding all the, the offerings that you have and the images. I was like, wait, I didn't know she had that guy or this one or that, you know? So that said, who's one of your favorites that you've painted? So hard to ask that question, I know. I know. That is hard, but it has to go back to that first painting. St. John Paul II is very, very special to me. I was at World Youth Day in 1993 in Denver, and that was really one of my first experiences with the Catholic Church. And I love him. I love John Paul II. And so painting him, I guess, and and the whole inspiration of that, like how it all came about, that was probably my favorite painting I've ever done. For sure. Love it. Love it. Wow. I love that. I, I didn't know that story. So that's really cool. So you said something about World Youth Day and your first, I guess, introduction to the Catholic Church. Can you kind of talk a little bit about your faith background and, you know, how that all oh, yeah. into starting Novena Cards? Well, I grew up as a Catholic. I went to a Catholic school for eight years growing up. So I had a Catholic background. We went to mass every Sunday. And then, thanks be to God, had an amazing youth group to this day. I still keep in touch with my youth minister. Had an amazing youth group, which really helped me get through high school. But as I went to college, I and I had just actually gone to World Youth Day. So it was like my senior year of high school, I went to World Youth Day and then kind of went into college and didn't appreciate the Catholic faith. And, you know, I, I loved, I loved the experience of World Youth Day, but it didn't all kind of come together for me. And when I went to college, went to a secular college, I really connected with people on campus who were Baptist. And it was a Baptist college group on campus that I connected with. And I remember sharing a lot about World Youth Day because I had just, I was so excited. I remember sharing a lot with them and they definitely didn't, didn't connect with that idea. But so I actually, a Baptist, slash non-denominational practicing, you know, outside of the Catholic church for 10 years, I, I was, I walked away from the Catholic church and then I was in my last year or second to last year of college in North Carolina. I was in college for 10 years. I did a lot of college, did a lot of different things in my life. Couldn't figure out what God wanted me to do. So my last two years of college, um, in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, I like I was getting these emails from a priest, a friend of my youth minister, and it was allowed, it was Lent. And so th- that had kind of played a role in getting me thinking a little bit about the Catholic church, I guess. And I had gone to a right around Holy week. I had gone to service. I was checking out a new church and the pastor had just preached a sermon and the music had just finished. We were like kind of scrapping up the last song. And I was thinking to myself, like, is this a good, is this a good church? Do I like this church? Is it entertaining? Is it like, is the music good? Is the pastor good? Like judging all of these things about the church. And then after that, while that was happening, I 
heard so clearly in my in my head, I miss being Catholic. I heard that so clearly, like I miss being Catholic. And I don't know where I came from to this day, because I I didn't really, I really didn't miss being Catholic. I, I hadn't, I can't really explain it to this day. And so I reached out to that priest and he suggested I go to confession. So I made a really passionate confession, was so excited about it and came back during Holy Week to the Catholic faith. And I, I was like, I think I'm going to go to these masses. They seem to have a lot of masses during Holy Week, like, you know, what, whatever. And I just, I don't think I've ever felt so excited, like just so filled with joy. I loved everything about the liturgy. And I remember at the, at the, the Good Friday mass thinking the kissing of the cross, what a beautiful thing. And I thought that's so cool. And so I reached out to that priest and I was like, they did the coolest thing at my church. We kissed the cross, not understanding like the universality of the Catholic church. So, so slow, slowly, slowly, my faith grew in the Catholic faith. Like it, it wasn't overnight. It wasn't like right after that, that experience that I was like, all of a sudden, like always going to, you know, Catholic, Catholic mass, but slowly, but surely I got involved in a young adult group. When I moved back to San Diego, really connected with people there. And then I would say that where I really grew in my Catholic faith and the faith that I treasure now and really became passionate about the faith was through a Holy Week retreat. 2009, I went on a spiritual exercises retreat during Holy Week that was silent with the priests and brothers of Nilis Christie. And it turned my world upside down. Like I loved everything about the Catholic. Like I remember leaving and being like, I don't care. I'm hundred percent Catholic. Like <laughs> I am just, I love being Catholic. And that is where I would say the passion for the faith and what I share on Instagram and all that stuff that came from that experience of the spiritual exercises. And I discerned a religious vocation for a number of years after that, which again, all of this played into what I do now. Like had I not had all those experiences, there's no way I would have like been passionate and nor if I hadn't left the Catholic church, I believe that that experience of knowing, like I knew for years, something's missing here. I'm missing something. And now I can look back and be like, it was the Eucharist. Like, of course it was, but you just, you don't have that tangible, like, I don't know, what is it? So wow. those were all the things that kind of played into starting Novena Cards, how God can use all of our life experiences to form us on this journey. It's just, it always blows me away when I look back. It just blows me away because I remember, and Sophia knows this story because I was teaching at all girls elementary Catholic school, you know primary school. And I was just actually doing a long-term sub at the time. It's, my girls ended up going to school there for a short bit of time. But everybody, you know, it was around the time of Lent and everybody was going to this, you know, services for Holy Week. And I was not mm -hmm. yet Catholic, but, you know, a year later I I became because the, this, this Holy Week really was because I was immersed in it with these other teachers and the kids going to school. So we were going to adoration, we were going to all the things. And then all of the, all of the teachers were talking about the fact that they were going to go to Good Friday service for veneration of the cross. And I'm thinking, what is that? You know, mm -hmm. now, of course, I went to high school and this was the lower school to the high school that I actually went to. But was I paying attention to that as a high school kid? Probably not because I wasn't yeah. Catholic at the time, you know. And I remember I 
didn't live near the school, but I ended up coming to this mass and we're all walking up and everybody was just, it was a small little church and everyone was, you know, going up and I'm like, what are we doing to the cross? And remember feeling like as much as the day when I was in the Baptist church and anyone want to be saved. And it was such a profound moment. Those two moments were so cataclysmic, I guess, for me, right? Mm -hmm. Crazy story is that years later, this is the same school that my kids end up going to that. Oh, wow. Right. So it was in, it was in the church that used to be in the cafeteria of the school. And then the school, they built a new church. And so by the time my kids got there, this building was where they ate lunch in the cafeteria every day when it was their parish school early on. I know. So like wow. these little things, God does yeah. not design life in any, any wild way without having any, all these connections. So I mean, totally. I get it in Holy Week. So the kids, as you know, as long as they probably can remember, mom's taking us to Good Friday service. Mom's taking us to Tenebrae. Mom, yeah, I mean, it wasn't when they were babies that we were sitting in these things, but we did. We would visit churches yeah. on Holy Thursday. We would just, you know, and still <laughs> they love going to church. It's <laughs> My two girls get up. We don't, you know, Olivia and Isabel go because we, you know, I'm home with John and they get up and go to mass. They get up. Oh, and, that's beautiful. And if they don't go, they go to confession before they just, I mean, if I, I know I'm like, I'm not going to argue with you on that. If you want to go to confession, go ahead, you know, and, and it's not about the guilt or shame. It's just, this is what they believe and they are honoring it and they, you know, and it's just, it's really beautiful. Mm. You know? So hopefully when my kids come home from Holy Week this week, not just Easter, Holy Week, we get a couple little of our little pilgrimages we do to some of the shrines locally. And yeah, we'll do what we I'm can. Just, we'll do what we can. Oh my gosh. I was laying in bed last night. I was like, oh, it's Holy Week. Yes, we get to go shrine hopping again. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> that comical? That's so fun. I know. I know. You so just, we just live in such a good area with all the shrines and everything that we have. And even if it's not like a shrine, it's a church or anything that's really beautiful, especially in the city. I'm just like, I was thinking about that. I was like, I was so excited to go shrine hopping again. We always go on Holy Thursday. It's just a perfect, perfect little tradition that we have. Yeah. Isn't that a tradition of like going to like a number of different churches? and Yeah. And a lot of people in Philadelphia did that and, you know, our local areas where there was a church on every corner. So it wasn't like you had to drive to places. Totally. Walk to the parishes or, you know, if they did drive, they were driving very far. But, you know, Mm -hmm. all the ladies got together with their friends and they would do the shrine hopping and or church hopping. And I forget there's a term for it, but can't remember this. Well, it's like the seven. Oh, gosh. The seven shrines or seven churches tradition. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I forget what it's called, but. <laughs> so tell me what your favorite novena is. My favorite novena. My favorite novena, I think, is the novena to the Holy Spirit. Mm. I um, I just really have felt the Holy Spirit's presence in my own life and always asking for the Holy Spirit's inspirations. And so that's the one, that's my go-to. That's the first novena I prayed with Darren when we were dating. He was like, what novena do you want to pray together? And I was like, I want to pray the Holy Spirit. He wanted to pray St. Joseph. And I was like, I want to pray the Holy Spirit. So that's, that's when I find a lot of joy and peace from knowing that I'm asking for the Holy Spirit's inspirations from, for my life and for the, for others. Darren What's is such your a good guys? man. Just say that. Oh, Darren. thank you. He's a blessing. <laughs> He's really him. the best. What's our bad? I think my favorite is probably the surrender novena, but hands down. Mm, that is a good one. My yeah. hands down go-to, nonstop go-to. Right, Sophia? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just start yeah. it again. Start it again. Start it again. Yeah. 
Yeah. The words are so powerful. Do you have one? What's your favorite one, Sophia? Oh, gosh. I don't know if it technically counts as a novena, but when I did the consecration to St. Joseph, because it was such a, like, it was so routine for me and I actually (laughs) as soon as I finished I was kind of sad that I finished it and so I waited a month and then I did it again because I just loved like the it was almost like monotonous in a way but it was like good for me to just have that discipline in a way (laughs) yeah I I really loved when I did that and I, I think I did that during COVID so that was really really beautiful awesome I also like the St. Jude one I think I've done that a couple times I think so mm-hmm. Something I found maybe in church one time, Sophia, that I was like, I guess I'm supposed to pray, pray to St. Jude impossible yeah. causes novena or something. Maybe that's not the, <laughs> what it's called, but you know, and now you know everyone's doing this impossible novena that you've seen. I have heard a lot about that. I I need to research more about that one. I a lot of people asked about it on Instagram. It was like too late to, mm-hmm. to put well, it. Well, it in takes our... a whole year. So I mean, you know, it's the whole nine months. Already. Yeah, it's nine, nine months. months. You, can have, you can have cards done by the time it's over. <laughs> yeah, for for 2024. Yeah. I mean, For that, sure. you know, that's a long time and I'm like, darn it. I forgot it. I forgot it last night. I, there's no time with God. I'll just do two today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that is definitely people ask me that all the time. And I say that if you want to pray twice today, go for it. The, yeah. the important thing is to not get discouraged in prayer and stop praying. I think that's something that probably is pretty valuable for people who don't often play pray novenas and then they want to jump into it or if they're not catholic and they want to you know be part of it what's the deal with novenas maybe talk a little bit about that for us Mm -hmm. if you have something to say about that you know like why a novena what what's the what's the you know theology or the inspiration behind that if you have anything to add about that yeah well the significance of novenas is that our lady and the apostles prayed for nine days before Jesus gave them before Pentecost. And so the idea of novenas is to pray for nine days. And the thing that I think is so cool is we're coming up upon the divine mercy novena, right? And like, if you think about it, like Jesus must be a fan of novenas too, because he gave St. Faustina a novena to pray, right? For like all of humanity, we pray for all these different groups of people for nine days. So to me, I feel like, our Lord must really be excited about novenas as well. And and the thing I love about novenas is that it helps people get into a routine of prayer that because it's, you know, you are supposed to pray them every day, that it helps be consistent of, I'm going to pray this every day for this intention and just to be very disciplined in that. I think it can create a discipline for people to be consistent in prayer. And then on top of that, I love, that like I noticed a long time ago when I was started praying novenas that all those saints that I asked for their intercession they all became my friends you know like I have all of them up on I have a shelf in my in my in my bedroom I did a number of years ago and I would just put their pictures up and I I looked at them as like my team and I was like okay I you know I'm gonna ask you guys for all my prayers and for to pray for me and that they they were the team that I had and so I think that novenas can also be really important in forging like friendships with the saints and asking for their help and knowing that you have this whole heavenly team praying for you. Like there's, there's nothing better than that. It's such a treasure. It's such a treasure of our Catholic faith. We're so blessed to have all of these beautiful traditions that we can, that we can have. Yeah. That actually just reminded me. And I think mom knows exactly where I'm going with this question. We did an episode a few months ago about our board of directors. So it sounds like. I remember that one. Yeah. So, so tell us who is on your board of directors, who's on your, your heavenly team for your business. I would say St. 
Lewis and Sally Martin, right? Since she was a businesswoman, I would say St. Joseph, the Holy Spirit, which I know that's God. Who else? I haven't thought about this in a while. Not a saint, but Mother Angelica. I can see her mm. in two different spots. Well, actually three different spots in my office as I'm staring at my whiteboards right now. <laughs> she to me is probably like my CEO. If I could put a heavenly CEO, her story of courage inspired me like as an older person to start a business and to know because she's I can't remember what age she started EWTN at but she was older and then to read her book and know like all the obstacles she faced along the way just it it, I always am like wow how did she not quit like there were so many things that came in her way and so she is someone that I always think about and like that's why her picture is everywhere in my office just to remember like her courage her faith her determination I would say those are the people right now who pop out on my mind yeah St. Therese I guess as well because she you know the flowers from heaven that she showers upon people praying for them I would say that that was probably my my heavenly board now Mm. is there a is there a saint that you had a hard time bringing to life in watercolor at all oh my goodness saint therese i painted her four times or Did five you? times and i would send the pictures to one of my best friends and be like this is the latest and i always was laughing because i was like i don't know if i'm painting like sisters her sisters or if they they're like other people in her content but they were like not her but they looked it was just funny it was like she was very challenging the pictures you know, that we have to go by. It's such a slight, subtle detail that can change people's faces so easily. It's amazing. And also, actually, Lee Martin was also very, very hard, those two. And and both of them actually were black and white pictures. So maybe that has something to do with it, hmm. putting, making them in color versus using a black and white photo of actual people. They were really hard. I painted them multiple times. That's yeah. so funny. That's really, yeah. is there any, anything that you're working on now, like that you're going to surprise us with? Is there like a new saint? You don't have to tell us the saint if you want, but are you working on new saints now? Or No. Well, the next one we're going to do, I know that I haven't, we haven't come about doing it yet, is going to be St. Charles Borromeo, mm. who's the patron of seminarians. Yeah. Because we really want to pray for future. One of the diocese priests reached out and asked us specifically to do that. So I know that's on my, that's on my next Saint to paint. <laughs> that, that rhymes. Yeah. Saint, Saint to, to paint, paint list for sure. But soon we're going to be coming out with sacrament rosary cards. That is what I've been working really hard on in the background during Lent. That when people do one of their sacraments, that you could pray for them on their special day and send them a card and let them know that you're with them in prayer, even if you're not there in person. So beautiful because there's always, I mean, I remember when. I was still becoming Catholic, still not knowing the whole thing. Like, what's a great gift, you know? And, you know, there's always people buying rosaries. There's always people buying Mm -hmm. things. But, like, isn't there something special about just having a gift in addition to, you know, if you're giving a monetary gift, but to have the card Mm -hmm. of, you know, prayer on top of it. And maybe at the time, an eight-year-old or a whatever, you know, older person may not get that. But down the road looking mm-hmm. back on that, you would see such a beautiful value in finding a, a card in your stack of cards and so stationary if you collect it like we do, yeah. that they would love that gift of someone praying for them. So yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah. One of my friends actually reached out and said that she had prayed for someone as like a challenging situation 
and that she sent her a card and she wasn't, she's not Catholic. And she, I don't even, I believe she might not even really believe in God, but she said that she told my friend that she was so touched that somebody would just pray for her. She said, nobody's ever prayed for me. I was, I'm so touched that someone actually prayed for me and let me know. And, um, and so it's like, you just don't know what God can, what God's going to do in somebody's heart later. You know, it may not be right now, but like down the line, what someone's going to do in somebody's heart once you prayed for them and try to encourage them and give them the hope of Christ. I totally believe that. So tell me where God is working in your life right now. Like, is there something, this is a big question that we love to ask, you know, the other one, right? Yeah. I think that where God's working in my life right now is that I feel like this Lent, well, I turned off the noise. I really kind of stepped back from social media a bit. And then I, I turned off all the noise in my life. I turned off my TV. I turned off. I, I love to watch YouTube. I have, I have a number of YouTubers that I love to watch that are just wholesome and fun, but very, but can be. And I noticed creeping in very distracting mm-hmm. to my prayer life. So, for, so for Lent, I've turned turned off the noise and instead turned on Catholic noise, I guess, Listen, listening for God's inspirations. I always learn a lot and feel like God talks to me through listening to Holy Things Hallow and podcasts and and what's it called? Formed. All mm-hmm. these different things. While I'm working, I always have a lot. Often if I don't have piano music on, I have that on in the background. And just I think the theme that God keeps talking to me about is the the relationship between God the Father and the Son. When I started Lent, I started a book with a couple, my best friend and her husband and, and Darren and me. We did this book called, we're doing this book called Return. And it talked about your relationship with, with God, like God the Father. And I was thinking, you know, I, I don't always think about God the Father. I think a lot about Jesus. And I, I guess I say God, but like, I really think of Jesus, which is great because he came, right? God came in the form of man as Jesus. So that's great. But the, this Lent, I think I've really connected with the the relationship. Every time I go to mass, at least once a day, I hear something about Jesus connecting or Jesus and God, the father and how they how Jesus came to do the will of the father and how Jesus came to fulfill and how Jesus said, it's not my time because, you know, the father hasn't said that it's my time, but like just this connection. And I'm like, that's what God has wanted me to learn this Lent is the connection between the two and how much in the Bible that is referenced, just really meditating on Jesus's relationship with the father and how he really discerned as not understanding the Trinity by any means in my life. Like I I don't claim to understand the Trinity, but just how Jesus listened to the will of of God, the father and united himself with that in the passion and having the right, I think also just I keep hearing how Jesus is like, now is not my time. Now is not my time. And like hit or ran away, you know, somehow disappeared from the crowd. And then now obviously coming up upon Holy Week, it is his time and he is going to go to the cross. But just hearing that relationship, I think has been what really God's doing in my life right now. Wow. That's so profound. That's just, I was listening to, I don't have any idea this morning before I got totally out of bed and Father Jim Blunt is a Sophia knows this is a priest that we know. He's a salt priest and he's got some gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we met him a bunch of years ago, right before Sophia had her first cochlear implant surgery. And 
this is going to tie in very pretty cool because I just had this realization when we went to this healing mass. It was in December of 2016. And we we went thinking it was going to be this guy, Brother Carmelo, that was there. And he had this gift of turning rose, rose petals into like images. I don't know if you know mm. Brother Carmelo. Mm-mm. And so like whatever they whatever happens in the moment, he touches you with this whole, this rose petal and then hands it to you and there's an image, whatever that image comes to be. So we went, you know, I had a friend that had gone a couple times, but this happened to be Sophia's, your surgery was what, September or December 9th or something? That December 16th, but we went on December 10th. So it was Oh, okay. Close. So there's the timing. Okay. I was just trying to think a bit related to, to Immaculate Conception. Mm-hmm. So we were, it was an evening mass and having no knowledge that there was going to also be this Father Jim there. And it was our first encounter with him. We've been to several healing masses with him after that. And I was at this mass, John and the kids were coming and I had my one friend there, my other friend and her father there. And I, I think her kids were there. And I was just talking to this friend about this just yesterday, that her mom had just passed away in November and then another friend and her mother had been there and this mother of friend, she was in our prayer group. So like, these were like these people that were surrounding like our family in a way, it was just so profound. And, um, at, because Sophia had the surgery coming up that, you know, in our minds, we want to pray for a miracle for her to get her hearing back. Like that was it. Like she, she suffered through this hearing loss for eight, 10, whatever years it was. And we go, I said to my friend, I said, this priest is, he's, everyone's got the hands up because they, he must've been something father Jim that we didn't know really much about him at the time. Sophia's high school friend actually went to seminary with him and her high school friend is now at school with her out in Franciscan, which is this whole other thing. So like, there's so many beautiful connections to this priest that have come about, but so I said to my friend, I think I'm just going to ask him to give Sophia a blessing before, you know, the mass is over and see if he'll do that. Well, meanwhile, that's what everybody was doing because he has this healing touch that, you know, people wanted mm. to see. And if he would give you a word, he'd whisper something to you or whatever. So I grabbed Sophia because somebody had asked us to move to the front of the church in the beginning. I said, no, we're sitting here. We're just fine. So everybody that was with me just kind of kept coming around us. And at the earlier in the night, I was thinking before we got there, I don't know if we're going to go. I'm so tired. The kids didn't want to go. But John kept wanting, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. Okay. Well, when John wants to go to mass, we better go, <laughs> you know, right? This is what the father of the house is telling us to do, right? Yeah. So we we go and I grab Sophia's hand and as I walk through the, I don't know, like the little room that I grabbed the priest and said, could you give her a blessing? And he said, follow me. I, I swear he sounded like Jesus at the moment he said it. And so I followed him out, get in line or stand in the spot where somebody happened to be in line right before me. And I turn around, there's hundreds of people in line behind us. Like, so I don't know how we got in the front of the line other than I just happened to walk past him. So somebody stepped in front of us in line and I thought, how annoying is this? Now I got to wait because, you know, I got this kid here. I got kids who are whining. They want to go home, blah, blah, blah. I want to go up and get a rose paddle, like all these mind things going through my mind. And at that moment, the person standing in front of us allowed me for a second to look up and there's John. And I said, come out. So he could be there in that moment. So like, here's this yeah. father moment, right? And we were both probably in a state where we were looking for some father. God, the father was really on our hearts at that time. Let's just say Mm. it that way. And looking for some father redemption, if you will, right? You know, so Mm -hmm. the the role of the father being redeemed in so many ways. So here, John comes back 
And the first thing the priest asked Sophia is, you know, are you in a state of grace? Have you been to confession? And she had been because, you know, we were coming up on Advent, you know, or in Advent at the time. And then he said to to John, I have this relic in my hand. And of course, I'm thinking this whole moment's all about Sophia. And he pulls out this relic and he says, I have this relic of Michael the Archangel, which, by the way, we were talking about earlier in the morning as the kids were getting ready for breakfast, that Ian's name is because of Michael the Archangel. Why is he? Because Isabel Faith, Sophia knew what, like we had all this understanding of why everybody's name was what it was. Well, mm-hmm. Ian's middle name is because Michael the Archangel. And there was this whole thing that happened at his, his birth. And I thought, first of all, we were just talking about this only a few hours ago. So this Michael the Archangel comes up and he goes, and I would like you, John, to give him a fa- to give your daughter a father blessing. And like, I lost it. Right. Oh, because wow. this was like not there. This friend was like, get him there, get her there, get him. it was. But it was all about something with John and I and the role of the father and redeeming the role of the father in whatever was in both of our hearts at that time in our lives. Mm. And Beautiful. God, the father is like the place that we find the most peace when we go to church. Like there he is. He's mm. again. And I, I talk to a friend who's a spiritual director often, and she says that is something that people struggle with. God, the mm-hmm. father. It's the Lord, it's the King, it's Mm -hmm. the, right? But the God, the Father, it's just such a beautiful, I don't know, it's just such a beautiful image that I feel people miss so much. And maybe that's because of father roles that they have in their lives. Maybe it's just because Mm. they don't hear God in this like tender, loving way. I don't, do you have any thoughts about that? I think so much of Jesus, you know, because the, the God man. And I think that Jesus is so, so easy not to relate to in that way, but like, just because he was human, you know, you have a human face and in the Bible as a person. And whereas to me, God is more of like a, I I can't really put words to it, but because yeah, it's hard, hard to explain, but, but because Jesus came as a person, which is probably why God was like, I need to send my son, you know, right. So that that people can connect. Mm. And that allows people to see him as a father figure, as opposed to mm-hmm. just this powerful, all-knowing, all-being, yeah. right? That it yeah. allows him, even God, to be more tangible to people in a way. Yeah. Right? But if you think about like the prodigal son and the image of God, the father in the prodigal son and how the God, how the father in the prodigal son is waiting for the son, you know, like scanning the horizon for the yeah. son, you just if I think about God in that way, then I can like, then I can connect the two Mm -hmm. together. Beautiful. So beautiful. Wow. Yeah. No, that just makes me think of, well, the question someone posed one time to me was like, which person of the Trinity are you closest with? I was like, Oh Mm. my goodness. So clearly I think we can deduce our answers from this conversation. (laughs) But the last question that we always ask everybody, it's always a fun one is what saint is chasing you right now? So I don't have a saint that's chasing me right now. I have a devotion that's chasing me. I'm not sure if anyone has shared that that idea before, but I have, it's the devotion to the five wounds. I have Mm. seen it pop up so many times. And then today I was at daily mass. And as I was walking into mass, one of the ladies handed me a prayer card of a prayer to honor the shoulder wound of Christ. And I was like, okay, I got the message. Jesus, I need to pray. I need to pray the five wounds. There's a, there's a whole, I'm not sure what it's called, but there's a whole, whole collection of prayers you can pray to each of the wounds of Christ. And I thought, I I love just the idea of meditating upon that. So this next week, that's, 
when my when I got that prayer card this morning, I was like, okay, I message taken. I I understand. I need That's I need to so meditate cool. on the wounds of Christ for a little while wow. before Holy Week begins. That that's cool. That's a really great yeah. one to take into the the shoulder wound is something that I've thought a lot about in the last year or so because of, you know, John after having a stroke in his shoulder and his, you know, having having that um to that the orthopedic, I'm sorry, the occupational therapist had to work on so often mm -hmm. for him because of trying to regain the strength in his arm. It was often something during Lent last year that I had a lot of thought about, you know, the the wound, you know, from us yeah. carrying the cross. But then from him having to just get this arm working in a way that he would like to. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty powerful. What about you guys? Saint. So I I think Mother Teresa right now, I think is, you know, something about her in service. Right. And I was reading something this morning that I had re recently written. And then I put on my shirt and I was like, top of my list is here. Serve like Teresa. So oh, I thought, oh, awesome. she's clearly telling me something here <laughs> because of, you know, we've talked a little bit before this show started here and of, you know, the, the service work that I'm doing <laughs> that right yeah. now in my life. Yeah. yeah. So it's the little ways and down and dirty, let's just say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the normal, ordinary things of life that we are called to do, right? That those are all prayers. Yes. And I actually went to confession yesterday by some grace that I even got there before Lent is over, thank God. And we just were running a few errands and we were out in the car for the first time. And I thought, oh, wait, this is how they do their penance service during Lent is by doing a whole day thing. And mm. let's veer off at the parking lots, you know, and it was the perfect time because kids were out of school. It was like 4.30 or something and nobody was coming from that dinner hour just yet. And so I ran in and it was not one of our um, parish priests. And I actually saw one of them who was actually, he tried to stop over to see John the other day. And there's just some things going on with a few visits here with, you know, medical people. So he had to leave, but I saw him chatted with him. And then I met with this priest. And one of the things I was talking about is, you know, frustration, blah, 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 whatever. And he's like, don't worry about that. Look at all mm -hmm. the, the grace and the service that you're, he's like, don't linger over the things that you think you're needing to confess. And I was like, undone. <laughs> That's like awesome. what a gift that was, you know, it, you know, yeah. he wasn't, you know, outside the bounds of what he should be saying to me. It was just in such a beautiful way to go. You don't need to harbor on the fact that you might feel this way or that way or whatever. He's like, you just need to keep serving the way that you are. There's because I just see all this grace around you sobbing. Mm. sobbing. And then I see my priest yeah. across the way, my, our buddy. And he's, I'm like, he sees me. He's going to go, I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've told you that we've just such a nice little relationship. Yeah. He harasses me as he tells me. Yeah. I love it. I know. Who's your saint, Sophia? The saint this week is Saint Cecilia. I <laughs> I was telling you guys before I started that rehearsals are gearing up. Musical is coming very, very soon. And we definitely need her intercession to just kind of carry us through. I mean, just the effort that I'm seeing everybody put into this show is mm. making me, it just makes me so happy. Um, and we just, we definitely need that like heavenly intercession for, for six consecutive shows and for our voices and, and everybody is just passion for this show. Cause it's, it's a tale as old as time, even though that was last semester show, <laughs> it really is such a good show. And we, we just need that extra, extra little boost first. So. Fun stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Really fun stuff. Well, this is fun stuff too. 
This Amen. I agree. This is great. Yes, we've waited a long time to get our, our conversation together on this podcast from our well, faithful it, listener in you. Yeah, it's a <laughs> blessing. It's a blessing to talk to you guys and a blessing to share our hearts together. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm Thank sure you. so many people will be completely blessed by your sharing about Novena cards and the gifts and the courage to listen and start, listen to the Holy Spirit and start that water watercolor class way back when. Yep. And, and listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's like so strong to me about you. And I know that we've talked about this before, just, you know, just the fact that you talk about this devotion, you get one or two taps on the shoulder and you're like, I guess I need to do this. This is kind of how yeah. I run my life. I guess this is what I'm supposed to write about. You know, like if I think if the world all listened to the Holy Spirit so obediently, how we would all just be falling in line the way God would want us would be so amazing, right? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. Well, so, so good. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's such a joy to be with you guys. I, I love listening to your podcast and I always feel like I'm in the car with friends listening to to other people's hearts talk about God. So mm-hmm. and it's just such a joy to be able to be here. Thank, Thank you. you. And I'm going to be yeah. interested how you're going to listen to yourself now this time around. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, goodness. So she's like, wait, I'll be the fourth person in this conversation, but it's really you. <laughs> that would be quite an experience. Yeah. And I think I've told you when we, and we don't have any appointments coming up for this Holy Week, Um, it, you know, outside of, you know, where we have to go in the car. But John and I usually listen to the, these podcasts on the way down to appointments on Tuesdays in the past. And he laughs at the, the conversations that we have and, it's so it's funny because I'll do this, you know, chat with Sophia and then whoever our guest is. And then I'll think, wait, I have no idea what we said. And then we'll go, wow, that was really funny. Or that was, yeah. Yeah. So you look kind of back on it. On well, I would just want to say hi to John. Hi, John. <laughs> oh, so oh but you don't have any appointments this week. So maybe no, but we'll listen to the house. Hi. We'll listen. The girls yeah. will yeah. listen. We'll, we'll yeah. probably listen Tuesday just while we're doing some schoolwork or whatever. Although awesome. I think the girls have off after Monday. So this week is like. Those kids who are holy, you know, homeschooled, they have more days off than most, but they're doing schoolwork today and tomorrow. So I don't, it, it, it's all blending together, but they're they are so dedicated. Like they're like, oh, we, we enjoy it. I was like, why? Why? Wow. Why? <laughs> like more we like doing our math homework. I was like, oh, okay. I'm very proud of you. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. That is a gift because I don't remember really cool. experiencing that as a high schooler. <laughs> I know it's really cool because I was downstairs doing the dishwasher and Isabel was finally coming down. They had, they slept in like it was the East coast or West coast today. And I was, Every Isabel day. was at her computer and I said, are, are you doing schoolwork? Like, I wasn't sure if she was doing schoolwork or playing around. She's like, Oh no, I'm doing my math. I was like, all right, you can get up and get up. You can get up anytime you want, as long as you just keep doing your work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The blessing of being homeschooled. I mean, that's just such a blessing. Do it on your own time. They do. Yeah. And, ju- and it's like a motivation that, like it, it's like such a self, you know, like inspiring yourself to just do your work, you know, and just mm. know that you have, you know, what the word I'm, you know, looking for is just evading me at the moment, but they're just doing, you know, they're just doing the thing they need to do. And that's beautiful in the midst of all that's the great. crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was beautiful to have time with you. <laughs> and thank you. I'm sure our yes. listeners would like to say sayonara to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much. And Prayers and blessings for a beautiful Holy Week to you and to all of our listeners. Oh. And since we are Easter people, we will still wait to say the word we're not allowed to say until next time. 
Absolutely. So come, come back to here, say it again. You'll come back and hear that word <laughs> next time. Amen. Thank you. Yes, thank and, thank you. and thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode of Here Now Podcast. Have a wonderful week and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.